and welcome to Cardition at the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jarden. And I'm Marcy Jaro. Hi. Hi, my friend. friend. So this is not our first Zoom of the day. This is not no. our first time seeing each other today over Zoom, which you guys we may not know. We 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 Zoom so we can see each other while we do this. Yeah. Uh, we had a birthday party for our number one boy, Quincy. Quincy. Uh, Mr. Quincy, Trish's four-year-old, he turned four today. Four years old. He just got here. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. That in January or February, this podcast will be four years old. I said the same. I immediately (laughs) made it about the podcast to Tim. I was like, wait, because I had just been telling him, I can't believe we're already on year three. I was going on and on about how I'm so proud of three years of the podcast. And then I looked at Quincy's birthday and I was like, well, I know we started recording. That was the whole thing is that Trish had had him for like six weeks when we started recording. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, the podcast is about to be four years old. Also, in hindsight, looking back for someone like after now that we know what we know about podcasting for us to think like it'll be fine for someone. Oh, just with a a still wet baby. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot tell you now that I and I'm sure. Yeah, this is the same for you. I have so many more friends who've had babies and siblings and it's like. The idea that we all went, yeah, that sounds doable. Let's all do that. So you'll be a few weeks out with your first baby, and then you'll and have we'll, a weekly commitment where we come to your home. And your husband sets up for us. <laughs> and you guys are operating on a shared four hours of sleep, maybe, at best. And we're all like, yeah, yeah, that's that's a priority. It's a priority to start a Kardashian podcast in this exact moment. <laughs> God bless her, though. It's but today was um well tomorrow's Monday is Quincy's birthday and uh they did a really cute it was my first like uh, kids birthday party zoom uh and it was just so special it was the Bob Barker marionette theater puppet show and it's very some of it was so what oh it's it's overwhelming. It it's a lot of sexual puppets. Uh, <laughs> and for anybody who doesn't know, it's is like an LA institution. Uh, it's like got a very sixties kind of frozen in time kitschy vibe. Uh, which is when I say sexual, that it's like the sixties version of sexual, which is like it was inserted everywhere, but e- over everyone's heads. You yes, know? and it's almost like has like funny burlesque jokes rather than like <laughs> it, it's just and they're like these animal puppets and beautiful marionettes like beautiful and it's like a gorgeous show set against these like colorful velvet curtains and they like shoot it like a real live show for the kids and it was like a big zoom with all these um you know lots of ucb families and uh all watching this like live marionette (laughs) show and it was such a fun experience i was losing it it was so funny i couldn't get over that little uh yellow clown singing about daddy oh yeah (laughs) it was like i love you daddy or don't be mad at me daddy i can't remember it was like i'll never love anyone as much as my daddy (laughs) 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 and then at the end they're so sweet the people who run this theater and i do think it's one of the many things that is that are struggling in covid and 
So if you uh, can go support them or, you know, go check them out. They're really special. Um, but at the end, after the show ends, they, the puppeteers ask the, if anybody, if any of the kids would like to meet uh, or be in, you know, meet any of the puppets or see them up close again. And I was losing it. It's like you would hear like a mute, like someone come off mute and like kind of a muffle and you'd hear a parent be like, go ahead, ask them what you want. Ask them what you want. And there was like that one boy who was like, excuse me, may I please be introduced to the turtle? <laughs> It was the most polite. I didn't know that boy. The most polite little boy. May I please? And then afterwards said, thank you for the good show. <laughs> so, so sweet. Oh, so many, sweet. so many sweet kids. Uh, but it was very funny. I was like truly like crying over here about that sexy little clown talk, singing about daddy. Because I was like, it sounds like if for a kid, it just sounds like a song about I love daddy. But I was like, no, this is a song about a woman who's calling a man her daddy. Yes. And that. She won't put anyone above her daddy. <laughs> and then there was this like really like um, gorgeous cat who shimmied <laughs> like Marcy made me laugh really hard because we were texting on the side about it. She said she was shaking her tits she and it truly was like, I've n I don't know. It's like the highest level of marionette skill I could imagine because it truly was a like, ah, and this and uh, like an old like Eliza Minnelli tit shake. Like it was so <laughs> funny. It wasn't long ago that I was walking down memory lane about other things in childhood that looking back like are very body. For <laughs> body instance, is the word. Body is the word. Yeah. In an American tale, there are these pigeons with giant tits. <laughs> <gasps> oh! <laughs> and they're like, Ooh! And they're always shaking. They they live in the Statue of Liberty, and they're French pigeons. I know these pigeons. I definitely remember these pigeons. They yes. got giant tits. <laughs> <laughs> but there are so many things like that in our childhood. Uh, yes, you know. So this. I don't think anything was wrong with what they were doing. No, it's just one it, of those where I was like, oh, yeah, things are like weirdly sexual all the time, huh? Uh, yeah. And it's like the for the adults to be like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm horny. Okay. <laughs> it was uh, so cute. It was a real joy. We love Quincy. Quincy is the the heart of the podcast always. And so he's a, uh, a, such a gentle, sweet boy. Such a sweet boy. And now he has a sister, Alice, who also made a cameo at the yes. end, of, end of the thing. Um, I was so excited. It was like a celebrity came out. I was like, oh, Alice! <laughs> Just talking about babies, guys. Oh, we love babies. So um, is this a segue for you? Yes, that, I was going to say. That's a really good setup. I was telling Marcy before we started recording that uh, I wanted to do a little PSA um, because, and I'll keep it short, but all the talk about vaccines uh, with the vaccine, the vaccine coming vaccine. The, this vaccine is like the share of vaccines. I feel like <laughs> vaccine, the vaccine. But um, I was listening to a lot of like trying to get my head around it on, and listening to some like NPR stuff this weekend. And it was talking a lot about just like the marketing of vaccines and and the successes and the failures and and you know, why the public embraces and the fears about this one. And my PSA is, I mean, go get this vaccine because the science is great. My dad's a scientist. I saw him today. He was like, 
he's over the moon. He thinks everyone's going to win the Nobel Prize that developed this. But <laughs> he's very, and it and it's and he was like at best they were hope like it would have been a shot in the dark had they gotten to fifty percent. These numbers are astronomical, and he pulled out all his charts and was, he's really oh my gosh. he's really excited, and the science is really 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 good. I mean, his work was always important, but now it is truly like saving the world it's amazing and and, yeah. a, and it was really cool to hear how like that's also about a culmination of a lot of work for a long time a lot of scientists trying this n different method um of develop of of the way the vaccine works in the body but anyways so that vaccine i'm excited about let's all go get it but when i was listening to this thing it was talking a lot about um different vaccines in history and, and the, the way that they've worked and one that it happened to mention is gardasil which is the hpv vaccine which came out in my lifetime in the last uh, maybe like 10, 15 years. And it reminded me because also I go in on Monday to see my OBGYN for what has been another appointment in a series for me without getting too far into it. Like because I have HPV, like many, 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 many women, <laughs> many, many, many women, I started to get, I got that in my like mid late twenties. And then in my mid thirties started to get, um, abnormal pap results, which is very common if you have, uh, and if you have abnormal pap results, then they want to take a biopsy, which is called a colposcopy, which is like an uncomfortable procedure where they take a chunk of your cervix. It's not a chunk, a little uh, bit. And it's everybody being prepared. They just really want to make sure you don't have cervical cancer. But to make a long story short, like the last couple years of my life have involved a lot of these kinds of procedures and they really suck. And then they found abnormal cells this year and I had to get more and I'm fine and everything's fine. And I don't have cancer. I don't have anything uh, to be worried about, but it really is something I just wanted to share because it's avoidable. <laughs> yeah. And you've been, you've really gone through the ringer with it too. You've had like so many procedures this year where you have to go under general anesthesia or like local or it's just it's it's topical but it okay. still just feels crazy <laughs> yeah and yeah it's it's worrisome because it's fine but it, they have to keep doing it because they have to be on top of it to make sure that it's fine and it has all these other repercussions about fertility and stuff that are forced upon you now to like yeah it's like the because like, basically as the procedures become greater the healing time becomes greater and that impacts the ability to get pregnant in terms of wanting to be safe and, and healing and uh it's a lot and and again i'm fine and i'll be fine but like i just wanted to use this platform i'm so lucky i know you know that not that it's all the people in the world but i i know there's a lot of um uh, women out there. Um, and I just wanted to encourage anybody. I think about it all the time and especially in this last six months that if I, if I would have known what I would have done, if somebody would have told me that like getting that vaccine or just being more thoughtful about different things, like it is so common. There is no shame. I've never felt shame about it. I think like welcome to well, the club if you get HPV, quite honestly, by the time it came out, we were of the age where we insurance companies would not let us well get that's the exactly and so why it came up on this um this npr thing i was listening to was they were saying it was like a historically failed marketing campaign because it was really confusing because i aged i got the first shot and then i aged out of it and i didn't bother to i didn't yeah. understand how to finish getting it and it was basically saying that the, the gardasil got marketed as like the promiscuity vaccine and so you know people were averse to getting it but it's, it's, you know, it's really, 
it's it, there are much scarier things in this life, but like it has really been a big piece of my life of late. And if I had known, there are just so many things I would I would race to my doctor to get uh, get the vaccine. And so, you know, in the spirit of just appreciating science and saving yourself like a lot of heartache and, and discomfort. Um, I just urge everybody to go get that. Uh, tr- yeah. Trust, trust science. Um, I have a teen in my life who has had, I think, two of the three shots. Okay, but had a bad allergic reaction to mm, them. That sucks. And I was talking to her parent, and I was like, you know, you can help. Like, if someone's having an allergic reaction, you can give them steroids, and they will be okay. If someone gets cancer later in life, it's a bigger deal. Yeah. That's what I mean is it's just like the stakes become a lot higher is, and it's the hard part of your, you know, what what sounds like a pain in the ass. And I was uh, I was joking with Tim how it's just like, you know, in, you, in your 20s, a lot of times you're like, oh, they said I might be too old for the vaccine. And now you're – or to finish it, let's say, right? And it's now you call and you ask. But there's a part of your, period of your life where you're like, oh, okay. Exactly. <laughs> I got like – I got one shot and that was it. Yeah, me too. And it's like, you know, it sounds obvious like, well, no, go check. That may not be true or that may, you know, whatever. And I didn't. And, and who knows? And, and maybe I already had all my stuff anyways by then. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it it was on my mind. And if, if I could save like one person from having to get a biopsy in their cervix once, uh, or hear about abnormal cells, like those are all scary, shitty moments in life that like, I would love for anybody to not experience. Yeah. Even back to like the allergic reaction part, like, yes, if it's anaphylactic, like don't die, but I've had pretty severe allergic reactions that Mm. lasted for a long time. And a friend was like, well, you like I wouldn't get the vaccine because of what happened to you. I was like, are you kidding? I got to take over the counter medication to feel better. And it was a few days. Yeah. Are you kidding? Of course. Even if like, if that happens again, of course I would do that again over getting actually sick. Yeah. And (laughs) I also don't want to scare anybody from any of the, you know, if, if abnormal cells or or, uh, colposcopies or any of that stuff happens, like it's all manageable. I, I, but it's a pain in the ass. Just going to the doctor to have it done is a pain in the ass. And I mean, guys, uh, my doctor's at Cedar sinai the same hospital where Beyonce had her babies. And it's too far from here. I go there. I go only go there. I literally, my doctor's great, but I specifically go to Cedars because that's where Beyonce had her babies. You know, and so don't don't be me is the headline. <laughs> it's too far away. But once my friend tore her ACL and so I need to drive her because yeah. she can't drive. Yes. And we went to Cedars and I could not believe how fancy it was. It's nice. I mean, when it, I, really, it makes you trust them so much. I you mean, know? <laughs> if you better believe when I saw my insurance would cover it. I was like, yes. Finally, yes, I'm in. Like I this felt like I got into luxury. like I, I I truly have treated it like Soho House. <laughs> like, yes. I'm a, who's gotta... here? Oh my gosh, <laughs> you can't take pictures, but there's a photo booth. <laughs> but I'm very lucky. I have healthcare. I have support. It's fine. Yes. I truly, I'm also truly fine. This was not a baity way to make anyone worried about me. I'm very fine and lucky. But yeah, no, I just... think this is a great PSA to tell people weigh the risk. And really think about what the future would be. And, you know, like I said, I'll, I don't care. What, I, I'll have allergic reaction any day of the week. Just, <laughs> I don't want to die of a weird disease. 
Nobody should. Uh, my swelling and ho- being hot are terrible, but like it ends. It ends. Yes, I I promise you. Yeah. But I do tell every healthcare professional that you got to watch out for this because I'm going to have a reaction. They always say, you'll be fine. And then I'm calling them 12 hours later. <laughs> being like, how? Uh, what do I do? When do I go to the hospital? <laughs> when do I do? Um, no, it's really, you know, uh, I come from a family that really prioritizes healthcare, and I still have, I've, I struggled a lot in terms of like, it's hard to go set up doctor's appointments. It's hard to set that stuff up. It's hard in your 20s, especially. Uh, but prioritize it and just God. get get the info so you can um, rest a little easy. That's yeah. it. That's my PSA. Um, thank you for listening. And now thank you for telling us. Yeah. Oh, of course. And if truly also, I, you know, this phrase is weird, but my DMS are open and all the, all the people out there who've written me for skincare regimen requests know this. Cause I Please write an essay back. Hit Jess up about your HPV. <laughs> Tell her how you got it. Yeah. Give me a sexy story. At least <laughs> tell me it was like great, hot sex with a stranger. Uh, um, yeah, but truly I'm, I'm, I'll do my best. Um, okay. That's plenty. So switching gears. So the, the news, we got some big news. Wowzers. Big news. And- I gotta say it, for me, upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I know I did feel like it was very sweet. Like the honest truth is so many lovely listeners were like, yes, yes. Congrats guys. <laughs> I like almost want to let them in on like a, some like bubbling thoughts we have, but we'll do that later. We'll do we'll, that later. So we'll save it. We'll save it. Um, so the Kardashians have signed a multi-year contract with Hulu to do something on their platform thing late 2021 <laughs> so while they will be ending their show on e they probably will be picking up right where they left off yes it's very i have read i've like read now several of these releases they so they made the announcement at disney's investor day um, and it named Chris, Kim, Courtney, Chloe, Kendall, Kylie included in the deal. And it's, it's just very vague. It says yes. just, it's essentially Kardashian produced content, uh, and the word global. And they all, you know, most of them posted about it and they tagged Hulu and Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, this also comes on the heel of a lot of restructuring, uh, that's gone on in the last couple of weeks at Disney internally like disney and abc and we have some friends there who it's it's all kind of merged up and there's a lot now between like abc disney and hulu are all kind of you know because disney owns it all um are merging together so it's all timed with this i think but don't really know what it is we don't know what it is um (sighs) they all posted courtney posted pictures of her at the magic kingdom so many fireworks shows she's been to (laughs) And a lot of listeners pointed out that Jess has been calling Thank a strange you. connection between Courtney and Disney for a while now. I felt really proud. I texted Marcy. I said, wait, I think. I and I said, OK, yes, you're right. Jesus. <laughs> God. Yes, yes. You're so smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me this. <laughs> I, yeah, I was really proud because I float a lot of bullshit theories and observations. Uh, and this one I happened to uh, hit the gold on. But 
Yeah, it just we had talked a while back that there was just a, specifically with Courtney a lot of Disney in Disneyland, and I remember what weirded me out was it was not about like not and I I, I have no judgment on adults liking Disney and Disneyland, but it was a lot. It wasn't about the kids. sounds like it immediately. <laughs> I I'm a, I was a pass holder until recently, um, but and I would get, still have one if I didn't have a day job, but um. I mean, but there's was, a pandemic, so don't worry about oh, it. Yeah, right? it's, cl- it's closed for a long time. You're right. But but it was just a lot of like um, Courtney wearing mini ears, Courtney and Eunice riding rides. There was some kids days that they all went together, but it was a lot of. Mi- and I also remember finding it interesting that it was like Mickey and Minnie, you know, like the the, the like the kind of like mascots as opposed to like more popular Disney characters. Courtney you know? really identified with Minnie. Mm hmm. But yes. I'll take whether it's true or not. I'll take the victory lap. Um, I think some another listener pointed out that we had said that they would probably go to a streaming service, which I don't even remember saying, but I'll take that I credit mean, too. I, I, think- I know that we I'm positive we said it because it feels so obvious. Right. Yeah. So I can't be too proud of Hey, of saying it. the sun, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. <laughs> now, um, people noticed that Kim did not post about it on the day because that was the day that Brandon Bernard was executed. Oh, after this is heartbreaking. She, she's been trying uh, visibly on social for the past few weeks mm-hmm. to uh, pleading to Trump to give a stay of ex- execution or uh, a pardon or just to stop it. But he was executed and it was devastating watching her stories. Like it was a countdown and I was like, I just like knew it was coming and it was just devastating to watch her take apart the whole, we, we kill people in this country Hmm. and have a a dozen people stand around and make it happen. So strange of us to do. I, I believe. I believe too. Um, but Kim's panic about it too, because I'm sure she feels an immense amount of pressure and it's very complicated with this year's election yeah. because she used to have Trump right in her pocket, but this year she hasn't been able to say anything Mm-mm. because of Kanye running. And I don't think she's a Trump supporter Mm-mm. and it, it didn't, it, yeah, it didn't all of her that, efforts. That was one of the most, uh, yeah, just really, you know, obviously the family and the people closest to him uh, experience that the most, but to see somebody like him, like really uh, telegraphing the pain and the loss and the panic and like just the countdown to the known loss of human life is like, yes. And the choice and the idea that like, and it was so much like last minute wait, you know, waiting on an appeal and like, I, yeah, that day was so strange because I was like working in it and I knew it was, I saw her post that it was at three, it was going to happen at three. And it was just like to, to see that time come and go and then see her post. It was really and like uh, truly heartbreaking. I can't imagine what it's what it would be like to speak to someone like an hour and a half before they know they're going to be executed. Just it's truly a chilling thing. Yeah, it's it's heart wrenching. And like it is obviously a complex topic, but, um, I think that was, I, I think that those are the moments, you know, we've, we've seen her 
shed light on, you know, prison reform and getting people out of prison. I thought that was a really brave thing to do, especially on this day when it's about, you know, a big news announcement and this and that. And it's like to use her platform to just shed light into the excruciating, unnecessary loss of life that she happened to get up close and personal to was so intimate. And like, I think that was really brave of her. And she had a real moment where I felt she was just like us, where she tweet or she tweeted and uh, put in her stories. This just has to change. Our system is so fucked up. Yes. It really echoed what I think a lot of us are feeling this year. Yeah. We just, just there's a lot of shit. It was a lot. (sighs) This day was also way on way lighter, a way lighter note. Um, Good. Very complicated because it was also, people pointed out the day that Taylor Swift's album dropped. Yes. I read the longest article from your employer, BuzzFeed News. Oh, yes. About all the hidden messages. And I was like, who the fuck comes I know. up with this? It's nothing. This is such a reach. Well, all supposedly, I think she confirms that she leaves Easter eggs for her fans. Yes. That's yes. The whole yes. Thing, right. But the way the, the people <laughs> are putting it together, it is truly like tinfoil hat kind of conspiracy. <laughs> I mean, it reminds me of like when Lost was on there and I would have to hear, I never watched Lost and I would just like the day after a Lost episode, it was like, so my thought is like just listening to coworkers and friends, like puzzle, puzzle, puzzle. Um, people love it. I'm not, I, I, I'm never that titillated. Sorry. Can I just tell you as a writer, when people say, you know what I think is going to happen? We read it and go, no, we can't do that then. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. Cause we don't be- want to take ideas that other people are telling us. So we don't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe she is leaving these little Easter eggs. I mean, it's a fun idea. It's a fun. A lot of people think it's a wedding album. Yes, I heard that. The shot of her in her dress. Um, But some. But people were basically saying, pulling up. It's too. It's complicated. Pulling apart the Kim's day, which was obviously completely on a different plane. But like. Oh, okay. That's crazy timing. Like Taylor plans to drop her surprise album. And then suddenly the Kardashians have a global deal that like became the news of the day. That announcement, yeah. like still after all this time, probably a coincidence, but just De- like these, definitely two, these, a coincidence. These two are just intertwined, you know, like, a- and that there's said to be messages about the Kim Ye stuff. Yes. Which oh, I, just, I really was looking at the lyrics and maybe I'm just not poetic enough. I don't see it. I I saw it in like some of her older stuff. I didn't, yes. I have not listened to this album though, but I, I would be surprised be if she was still singing about Kanye. I, I tried like- after this year, she's really come out morally ahead of Kanye. And I bought an album. I was like, maybe I'll become a, a Swifty, a Swift boater. <laughs> I just don't like her music. <laughs> I just, I know she's talented and great and she can write a song. Like she is the Dolly Parton of our generation with the amount of songs she can write. 
I don't like it. It's so whiny. You don't have to. I was never, we've had this conversation before. I was never on board. And then I really loved (laughs) Reputation and I loved Lover. Like I really thought both of those were like, I loved Reputation. And that's when I was like, oh, I'm like a huge Taylor Swift fan. And then these albums are really pretty and I've listened to them a, a, a lot. But I gotta be honest, they make me sad. <laughs> yeah. It's not that she, like I say I don't like it. Like I don't want to listen to it essentially. There That's are a few I, songs she has that I would that yes, I uh, I maybe have like four songs on my iTunes, Apple, iTunes. Apple Music. Apple Music. <laughs> it's not for me though. Uh but God bless her again, moral high ground there. Yeah, she, uh, she, okay. she absolutely rules. But um yes. But speaking so, yes. of dovetail. Kim and Kanye are reportedly living separate lives, says many articles on the internet. And then there's not much else to say other than they are living together and doing their own thing. And every article I clicked on just said nothing more than that. Uh, This is a tricky one because again, that's a bit, there's nothing, there's no there there, right? That's what you're saying. But also the quotes, the vague quotes are being like, this is the part that matters. Quote, Kim has work and projects that are important to her and Kanye has his, a source told people, their lives don't overlap much. Kim seems happy and is very focused on her work and causes. Um, That is, doesn't say anything, but it's just people doesn't really run stuff like this without a reason or like as much of a direction. And so it does make me think, but her posts of late, you know, don't really feel this way. It doesn't feel like we're setting up for separate, a separate live story, but maybe well, I think there's a narrative of, I tried so hard. That's very true of like that. There wasn't like, a bomb drop, crazy tumult, and she's out of there. That there's like the back and forth of like wanting to make it work and things reconciling and then it maybe not being able to work. Then on the flip side, there's also the aspect of a lot of marriages have a couple years that are rough. That's very true. Especially when you have a lot of stuff going on. In a pandemic, especially this year, so pre- your husband had a failed presidential run and a mental breakdown during said failed presidential run. Yeah, yes, you it's know, it's a lot. Funny. Me, uh, my friend who used to work with me at Brooklyn, Phil Jackson, very talented writer. Mm, he always so would great. say, "I don't think Kanye cheats on Kim," and I, we both agreed, "There's no way he cheats on Kim." I just don't see it happening. And I think that might be the only thing that actually would make her split and run fast. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I'm with I'm with him. And not you. that nothing else, but just the speediness of it would. Be. Yes, I think this is about what we would probably guess it's about, which is like really different views, really different lives, a deep, deep f- want to make this relationship work, a deep obsessive love they are obsessed with each other yes but a a lot of they're they've evolved into really different people since they first met everyone well not everyone knows i think it's a very classic thing when you start 
looking into codependency Mm. and love addiction that obsession cannot last a lifetime (laughs) that kind of heat passion the the, that burns out well so there has to be more yeah especially if it is i'm single guys (laughs) right in the mic hello hello is this thing on (laughs) um yeah i'm i'm i remain very intrigued by the direction that this story moves. And I, and I think, (laughs) I mean, it's the whole thing we're doing here. I know it's like, (laughs) but I, this is how it works is that it's like, this is why, this is why the tabloids will never go away is because if you care, like we do, it doesn't take much. It's a little, this is a little breadcrumb, but you're like, this is a little breadcrumb, but here I am. I mean, that's how you get the rats. (laughs) (laughs) Little breadcrumbs. You got rats, cockroaches. We all come out of the woodwork. (laughs) That's us. We're here. Nasty little pest scavengers. That's us, baby. Um, Did you see Courtney gifted in, I think, was a poosh gifting box? Yes, it was part of these poosh boxes. She gifted a bunch of her friends and sisters this Lello vibrator that is one of the how would you describe it <laughs> so it, it's an or, they call it i liked finally learning the name it they call it an oral stimulator which would make you think it has something to do with your mouth but it doesn't <laughs> it, it doesn't stimulate it does your not. oral it, no it, it's, it, it's it described oral stimulation <laughs> this is how what it says it's described by lilo the company as a <laughs> quote, tongue tournament of a device that uses a rotating, vibrating nub to mimic cunnilingus. The Lux model comes with an outrageous 12 settings that range <laughs> in, intensi- in intensity so you can really build up to a pleasure-packed climax. <laughs> Giving this to siblings feels... <laughs> A lot feels a lot to me, and interesting to give it to siblings who all have very complicated love lives. <laughs> yes, uh, it's fascinating. It's very hip. It's, uh, I- it's this, this thing is also not cheap. It's one hundred and sixty nine bucks. I mean, it's like a beautiful. Looks like a beautiful piece of jewelry. It's gorgeous. I went. I like looked at the ad for this apparatus. <laughs> It's wild, Jess. Is it? The visuals are, there is a woman, you only see her torso. She's sitting on a countertop, stirring a a strawberry milkshake in between her legs really fast. So it's like she's moving her hands around really fast. And then there's like milk squirting everywhere (laughs) (laughs) the visuals it's like the dreaded milk money (sighs) video remember that oh this is it more intense because you're like oh i know what that is yep 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 (laughs) (laughs) well good for courtney i just found out my company buzzfeed 
all of us just found out that they uh, partnered with a sex toy company and there's a BuzzFeed vibrator. And I just found out what? a week that ago. That makes so much sense, though. <laughs> we were like, huh? Uh, it like, got mentioned casually and every everybody was like, <laughs> what do you mean the BuzzFeed vibrator? And it's called, I just looked it up. Uh, we paired with a company called Belesa, B-E-L-L-E-S-A, and it's a G-spot vibrator. Oh, God. With the Synetic Suction uh, 2.0 technology. Uh, and it's called the Air Vibe. Um, and it kind of looks like a funny horseshoe butt plug. It's just oh. funny looking. Um, it's, uh, yeah. So check it out. I don't get any money from it, I don't believe. But, you know, it helps my company. I have no idea if it's any good. But it's like a crazy bestseller. It's like everybody's losing their mind for it. So... I have no idea, but my we have a we have a BuzzFeed vibrator. Uh, Jessica would never. I I mean you're <laughs> ew. <laughs> no way. I'm more. Everyone's like, uh, we were all like, why didn't we get that as the Christmas gift? <laughs> Guess because they won lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> Using them during meetings <laughs> that worked at a PR company, and their biggest client was a sex company, a sex like lubrication yeah. they sold pheromones sex mm -hmm. toys mm -hmm. and i just remember being with him after work one day and he's like oh just take whatever you want yeah it's like a gifting shelf he's like yeah yeah take anything you want oh my god Going and i took like i took pheromones because i was like this will attract someone it did not i'm so curious about pheromones i love it as an idea Ugh. Well, I think for animals, I think natural pheromones probably work pretty well. Yeah. I mean, it's just such but a nice idea. You can't be bottling them. All right. What else we got? So that's it. So, so Courtney was sexy. She's, you know, she sent an, a nice gift. Oh, then this I added. This was just like, it's, it's not a good one for podcasting because you just, I clicked on this um, article. Hello magazine did. And it's, aerial shots of kim and kylie's houses right now oh i'll just... post it on instagram what are you talking about oh there you go yeah post it it's if you're like... not following us on instagram you're missing out on me really curating you do a really good job any photos i can find um it's these aerial shots and it's a just to remember the size of these hidden hills mansions is so surreal but basically it was about how like uh, they tried to frame it that like neighbors were getting angry and then that was not really in the story. But you can't imagine if you live near these people how crazy it is. Like these Christmas displays are, it's what like a whole park would do. Like a whole Christmas in the park kind of a thing. Um, and Kylie's is truly wild like it's just it's just a lot and it's cool to see and that's it so we'll post it to the instagram but you can really like see their houses uh and their crazy christmas lights i mean they're so like all white light chic so they're not like kooky crazy but it's just uh festive so that's yeah. it that's that whole story you know have you seen them going on their little drive-through holiday yes light thingies well, what would you call those well we did one we did one last saturday um six flags Ooh. here in la yeah uh we did one. i forget what it was called just like holiday lights i think um and it was a total clusterfuck because the city uh because of covid instituted a curfew so our tickets were at like 8 30 and the whole thing was supposed to go till like I don't know, 10 or 11 or something. But in order to get everybody through, they like sent this kind of like, it was like that is it got instituted that day, basically. And so they sent this basically like this kind of 
rushed email came in from Six Flags like that day being like, because of COVID, just show up earlier. <laughs> and we were like, uh, what's this plan? Just have everybody still come, but just early. All that to say, it was a huge line. We waited in line for like, it was okay hour 15 of just like the line, which is fine. Honestly, the truth is I didn't care because we were out of the house. You know what I mean? It was like, I don't care. I'm at six legs. I'm next to dark roller coasters. I don't care. But then you go through and yeah, it was like really cool because you do just drive through an amusement park, which is like very cool. It's really crazy. Like on all the walkways, they turn them into driving. (gasps) I would say the lights were not stunning. Um, it felt a little slapdash, but it was like they pl- blasted music. That's there were people fun. in costumes. There's just lights and music, but the driving through a, a, a Six Flags at night that's was like, cool. it was very, very cool. So that's that was a new thing. I'd never done anything like that. Um, Can I tell you that I bought uh, tickets to go to the Karda- the one the Kardashians <gasps> keep going to? You Are you going to do it? I'm going on Friday. <gasps> what That was the, the pricey one, right? I mean, I don't want to brag, but yeah. Come on, brag. And I can't even take other people in the car with me. So I was going to you know. say, <laughs> oh my God. You no, have I, to report back. Yes, yes, yes. I'm excited. And then after I bought those tickets, I saw a pop-up for a Jurassic Park drive through in the Rose Bowl in January. And I was like, <gasps> buying these too, baby. <laughs> what? At the Rose Bowl. Hey, hey, if you want, you can isolate. Get a test. Oh, maybe we do that. Or we could just wear a mask and go on the same car, roll it out some more. Be fine. I mean, I was really. You pay per car, not per person. Well, that's why, like, I remember these popping up for Thanksgiving, or not Thanksgiving, (laughs) for um, Halloween. (laughs) There were, like, some, like, the haunted hayride converted to a drive through, and, like, that, you know, and I remember being like, I don't know, that seems strange. And then. You know, it's it, honestly the whole thing kind of I thought was really emotional and in, in testament in like a testament to innovation, you know, yeah. and like it that it's not quite what you would guess. And it's weird. And it's like, you know, it's weird. People it's like uh, people in costumes waving with masks and like everybody's in a car and you're driving through a, a place and you don't interact with anybody. We're um, making the best of things. But it was really nice. And like, again, I kept joking that if we just waited in the hour line and then it like looped us right back down to the freeway, I would have been like awesome night because <laughs> it was like <laughs> just not being in my house was like a thrill. So then once we did see the light show, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, bro. This is sick. <laughs> okay. Right. So it's a thing. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so that's fun. Oh my God. You, you, you have to post uh, or t- show photos. I can't wait to see. It'll be a little hard. It's a little hard to drive. Oh, you'll it. be driving. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Well, uh, you know, do your best. I can put a GoPro on my head. <gasps> see? Yeah. Okay. I'll have to wash my car so I can see the lights out the windows. Yeah. It's, that's a good idea. Um, oh, I was going to. I had a transition and it fell right out my little head. Uh, moving on uh, to the other light in people's lives. Driving through these news items. <laughs> um, this one I was interested in. You know, we've spent time on it before. We don't need to retread it. But some people might forget that Tristan Thompson has another child. Uh, yes. He has a son who, with Jordan Craig, his ex, who is all mixed up in the very muddled timeline of uh, Chloe and Tristan. Yes. And is off- often the story 
bubbles back up because it's it's very much framed that Chloe stole Tristan uh, from Jordan and she was pregnant at the time. And yes. it it's messy. It's very messy. Um, so but so we don't really ever see much about that previous part of his life. Um, but this week. Tristan posted a birthday tribute to his son, who is obviously adorable. His so name cute. Is, his name is Prince. And he wrote, happy birthday, Princey. I'm so lucky to have you as a son, Papa. Your heart and soul is pure gold. Your sister is so lucky to have a big brother like you to watch and protect her. Daddy loves you, baby boy. And a bunch of pictures. And he's truly so cute and looks a lot like True. Um, and so I saw that and was like, oh, okay, because you don't really ever see this kid, um, which is fine. People don't have to post their children. Um, and then Chloe commented on it with some hearts. She left like six heart emojis in the comments. And people were like not having it. And uh, <sighs> people were really sassy and mean and were basically like, don't put hearts under someone's son. Let him be with his son without you. Uh, and in general, it's not worth it to read a bunch of like dumbass comments. It's but very it was funny in in modern times when there's so many blended families, <laughs> and you can't stay mad forever at people. And if you do, it doesn't end up well. I saw the Betty Broderick story, so I mean, what and do they want? Like do they want people? Do they want Tristan to ignore his child and then keep celebrating True? No, no. that's fucked up. And I do think they it's... want Chloe to pretend like he isn't that she's not a part of this child's life if she has to be? And it's also like this is there's a lot of places where I could see that being weird. Like if she commented on Jordan's post about her son, you know, if it was this is a post, it doesn't have Jordan in it. It's a post about uh, Tristan's son. And that his partner is Chloe. And like, I think it is very sweet to put hearts on it and support like True's stepbrother, you know, yeah. or not stepbrother, half brother. Sorry. Yeah. Half brother. Um, yeah. And I they're it was, so close in age because he's four, like a year and a half, not even yeah. a year and a quarter <laughs> younger yes, than him. They're very close together. Very close, which is where it gets dicey. We yes. get it. Well, especially when you have. Freaking Larsa being like, well, I was in there too first. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see her new head come out today? No. Her, 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 her she, new head? She has a she new got, head? She got a whole new head. <laughs> oh, God. You know, you you don't, you skim on socials on a Sunday and you miss a brand new Well, Larsa you probably head. thought it was a card. You probably thought it was Kim or yes. Chloe. They all have the same head now. They it's, all have those heads. Just get, uh, you go, you go. There's a couple doctors you can order that head. It takes, you know, they're back ordered, but you can get them. <laughs> well, you it's holidays. <laughs> <laughs> it's the PS5, the new Kim head. <laughs> it's you got to get in line. You know, you got to know some. You got to know somebody. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, and then I see Chloe finally sells oh. and move out. She moves out of her long yeah, well, Calabasas home. We had been tracking this this real estate uh, situation because. Remember, Chloe put her her house on the market, the house that we laughed at for a long time because she obsessively went uh, on the show would let us know she was at a rental while she was remodeling this house, her Calabasas house. Um, she put a lot of work into it, and 
then ended up putting it on, moved back in with True when she and Tristan were split up and then put it on the, she did a, an architectural digest spread and then put it on the market. And it's just interesting. And then we know that she and Chris bought houses in Hidden Hills. And that was the, the transaction that got flagged as being really ah. shady because it's, she sold she the house uh, that I believe Chris is moving out of is the one she sold to the daughter, the heiress for Coty, C-O-T-Y. So this is like part of this whole real estate move. But Chloe's house is interesting. So she posted pictures of it being like, bye-bye, beautiful house. And the house has an interesting history. Uh, Chloe bought it from Justin Bieber, <laughs> which is so strange because she has been there for a while. And then before that, so, the, okay, so Kardashian sold the property for 15.5, which is more than double the 7.2 million she paid for it six years ago. Um, and it has the highest, it was the record for highest price per square foot of any home ever sold in Calabasas. Whoa. I know. Sucker. And then before Bieber <laughs> bought it, I thought this was interesting. It was um, Nicole Murphy, Eddie Murphy's ex-wife, got the house in their divorce. So, oh. uh, yeah, which I think that was like a very messy, uh, divorce, but anyways, a lot of uh, history, in just a lot house. of history, uh, as always with Calabasas and, uh, and now she's gone. So she'll be moving over towards the, re basically the compound expands to where Kim, Kanye, Kylie, Chris, Scott, who else? They all have their Hidden Hills houses over there now. Well, you know, if you live in a house for two years, then I believe you don't have to pay capital gains tax when you uh, sell it. So if she's doubling oh. her money, she doesn't have to pay the same amount of tax she would as long as she's at least living there. That's why they're, I think that's why we're seeing such turnover with them. Because mm, it's a great sense. way to make money. And they have to live somewhere. So Well, and we've talked about this, I think, before. Like, I think it's a little known thing, this realm of like, uh, celebrity real estate hopping. And I, I know we've talked about this. Like I remember learning that about Ellen, that that's like where actually Ellen has made a, a significant portion of her wealth is from flipping like mega mansions. Uh, she and Portia and, and they're their homes. They live in them for a couple of years. Like she's been doing it for like 20 years. You do it every, every couple of years, yeah. literally. Then you, they're, yeah, it's it if you look money. up how many houses like Portia and Ellen have like lived in and sold and lived in and sold, it's crazy. And of course, those are like you're talking about like the the it moves so quickly from like 14 million to like the 28 million realm, the 35 million realm. Like these are they become mega mansions. But like I remember learning that about Ellen that she's like a real estate mogul, um, separate from I guess being a TV host monster. Um, <laughs> who has COVID? She Get better soon. Oh, R.I.P. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was truly, I was a slip of the tongue, I guys. See, I saw it I on was your a face. Slip I, of the fucking tongue. I can see that. Let's you were take being... a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you were being polite. For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. I know for me, I'm hanging out with my cats at home. <laughs> Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm giving my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. 
StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person. I have a friend who um, has, well, now her baby's a year old, but I gave her StoryWorth because I thought it could be a really cool thing to give her daughter as she gets older. Just the stories of her mom's childhood, first jobs, first loves, all of it. Every week, StoryWorth emails your family member different story prompts, questions you've never thought to ask, like, what's a small decision you made that ended up having a big impact on your life? And if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? Reading the weekly stories is fun and makes your family feel close, even if you're not together. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. I think this is such a great idea, especially in our technology-focused age, that eventually, what's going to happen to our Instagram? But a book is something that we can pass down for generations. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash carditionit. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash carditionit for $10 off. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? You guys know Jessica and I talk all the time about our therapist and how much we love her and how important mental health is to us. That's why we're excited to talk about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment that's so convenient. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. Now, BetterHelp is not self-help, it's professional counseling. So that means you can send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And this is all without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, which is really important right now because we cannot be leaving to go to a waiting room. No, thank you. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need. Plus, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. One of the best things now that everyone's telecommuting is that this service is available for clients worldwide and there's a broad range of expertise which maybe you don't have available in your area. And these are licensed therapists professional counselors and they're specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQA matters, grief, self-esteem, and anything you share is confidential. You guys should really try out BetterHelp. It's convenient, professional, affordable, and you can go check out their site. They have new testimonials posted daily so you can see what other people are saying about BetterHelp. Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It is professional counseling. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener of Cardishonet, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash Join over the 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. 
Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Kardashianate. Jessica. Yes. Now, you are one of my most beautiful friends. Oh, go on. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Smart. Funny. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Shapely curves. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but... I was going to say, since you are one of my most beautiful friends, you always have a strong eye game. Oh, thank you. Uh, brows and lashes. And I don't want to call you out, but do you wear fakies? <laughs> Listen, uh, I appreciate the compliment and I live to be transparent. I love sharing a beauty secret and I love a fake lash. It just, in these pandemic moments where we're going to be wearing masks to keep each other safe, why not give someone a little eye, a little cartoon doe eye, a little... Yes! Bat those lashes! But you know, I will say, I think what drives me cuckoo is that historically, the lash game is a tricky one. It's time-consuming, it's messy, you've got glue, you've got magnets. I used to do lash extensions for years and years and years, and That takes... Hours and hours and hours. Oh, it is so much time. It is so time consuming and they don't even last that long. So it's one of these areas that's always, to me, been waiting for just the perfect product. And guess what? I think it's here. So I'm excited to tell our listeners all about Larev Butte's Lash System. Uh, it's pressure-sensitive adhesive technology mystique eyeliner that allows Larev lashes to pop right on. This mystique eyeliner is just like any other eyeliner. It's waterproof, smudge-proof, no stickiness or mess, and it comes in six colors to choose from, including clear. And the best part is that you can get the Beauté box offer, which is fresh lashes and eyeliner every month. That's right, a fun box of lashes and eyeliner every, every month. And they have such a fun selection, beautiful colors, all different styles of lashes. Uh, and I would say the best way to experience the lash system is to subscribe to the Beauté box. Yeah, and these are flexible plans worth over $120, but starting at just $73 a month. And look, if you can put on eyeliner, you can use these lashes. You can get fresh lashes and eyeliner every month. So today we're offering our listeners an extra set of lashes and Mystique eyeliner when you subscribe to the Beauté box. That's three sets of lashes, three sets, and two liners in your first box. Or if you're not ready to commit to the Beauté box, use our code to buy one eyeliner and one lash set and receive an additional lash set. I know, Marcy, you and I both know that Mm -hmm. they're gonna love this lash system as much as we do. Absolutely. So go to larevbute.com, Kardashianit, and use code Kardashianit at checkout to get an extra set of lashes and Mystique eyeliner. That's L-E-R-E-V-E-B-E-A-U-T-E.com slash Kardashianit. Oh, we're yeah. back. back. I really apologize about that Ellen comment. Oh, please. Actually. Actually, you, slip. Of you, the tongue. I could. Here's what's hard to explain. I could see in your face you were saying you were saying like a really nice. Your face was like, oh, R.I.P. Like you meant it. You meant it in a kind way. I could see it in your face. I meant rest in peace, so you get better. Like get, get <laughs> rest your, peacefully in yes, your bed, rest, alive. Yes, rest. <laughs> <laughs> rest R-I- so peacefully. R-I-P-A. Ripa. 
I hope you rest so peacefully that you get well soon. <laughs> I really uh, this is great. still may edit it out. I can't decide. No, don't you dare. Don't you dare. So this is uh, this is uh, back into our vintage recaps. We are still in season five. This is yeah, episode yeah. seven, uh, Match Made in Hell. For just a gentle reminder, we are in the year 2010. Yes. Uh, Many things are different. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we've got, this is a pretty, this is a kind of straightforward one. This is a week they gave Kim off. Yes. Uh, Yes. So the others were pulling the heavy lifting. We're doing the heavy lifting. Yep. Um, So we got two storylines. One is uh, Chloe picks on Robin Malika, so they're going to play a trick on her. And the other is a girl band that chris manages <laughs> yeah this is it's a weird one it's like a this, yes. this definitely feels like some mid-season scraps yeah um, yes it's not really compelling stuff but yeah where we, should we start um i say let's start with the management one um, okay that kind of gets us right to start at the beginning um yes this is a very funny little immediate moment where <laughs> Chloe is like uh, at a computer and Chris comes in and is like, what are you doing? And Chloe's like, online shopping. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, it just made me laugh. Very, actually very relatable. Even back then. <laughs> like, yeah, that's all I do. Um, but we find out that uh, Chris has been invited to go meet the girls of a, of a, there's a girl group called BG5. They were called Beach Girls Five. <laughs> and then they got old. And they got old. <laughs> uh, and they weren't famous like the Beach Boys. So no. <laughs> Beach Girls Five is so stupid. Just does not and, the opposite of roll off the tongue, whatever that is. BG five, not better, guys. BG five. This was like a thing. This was like an era. And I can't even think of another example, but this was just like LFO. Yes. Like we just like this O Town. Sa- this sound. 98 degrees. Numbers and like, I mean, even in sync, like just sort of like clumped up capital letters. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we learned that this other manager, Kenneth Crete, um, mm-hmm. has asked Chris to manage. Uh, manage another group that has seen the success that she's had with her daughters. And she is interested because when Robert senior was alive, he was also in the biz Mm -hmm. and she always wanted to do it too. But then she just kept having baby after baby after baby. Baby, And then when she stopped doing that, she started having sex with people outside of her marriage. So (laughs) she was just too busy. Honestly, she should have started to do this earlier. It might have saved their marriage. No Kendall, no Kylie, but you know, I know it's like, it's, it is interesting that they kind of root it all the way back to Robert and his entertainment world uh connection so he had too many jobs too many jobs too very many jobs. suspicious very, very suspicious very suspicious but now, we, this... i did a little bit of uh research on these girls oh i was hoping and... oh good okay there's not a whole lot to say other than this kenneth person was also a producer on the kardashians so that's how i see. chris and kenneth so and she really was for a time managing them. Yeah. The only thing the girls said was they had to wear matching outfits a lot and they didn't like it. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> or not matching. They just had the, they were, they were told what to wear, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
I didn't recognize any of their faces. You know, sometimes you see like a nineties girl group and in the case of like, um, uh, oh my gosh, what is the name? Like Fergie used mm-hmm. to be in, I think it was called wild orchid. Mm. Um, which was like a pretty failed, but like moderate, whatever, you know, it was a three, I three girls, three women. The most famous person from this group just happens to be famous for being Miley Cyrus's best friend. Oh, really? Yes. Like years ago, maybe still currently good friend, but years ago, like that's her buddy. Yeah. Um, I don't, Miley just posted the anniversary of her getting, uh, narked on by a friend smoking a bomb today. So I saw that. I wonder if she, I wonder if she was there. I wonder if the BG five member was watching Miley BG five, BG five. (laughs) <laughs> Chloe does say something really funny. Chloe's like, I don't think you should be managing other people. You have enough daughters to manage. Yeah. And then Chris is like, but I really love them. She's like, you love anyone who gives you 10%. And but ch- it's, it's true. Good. It's good. Uh, and, and she likes she- whoever she gets the biggest like amount of 10% from. She likes the best. Yeah, she's looking at one, two, three, four, five and thinking, yes, please. This is not a duo. This isn't a trio. This is five yes. women. She's like, I'm about to double the amount of women I steal from. Not steal from, but <laughs> I got a lot of Freudian slips tonight. Whoops. Um, and then Chloe also gets another jab in and says she doesn't want her to manage anyone else, especially someone named R2D2. <laughs> She's her jab at BG5. Yes. Yes. Get them. Get them. So the girls are shooting a video at the beach, I think. The yeah. BG5. And so Chris brings Chloe because for a for a, a while in the story, I guess Chloe was going to be on this storyline and then decided no more. I can't handle it. Yeah. Yes, so, truly. <laughs> Chloe is on the beach in open toe stilettos. These are like they are truly like maybe six inch Louboutins. It's they're so crazy. tall. They are like taller than even normal Louboutins. And Chris is wearing a fedora. They've gone nuts. (laughs) They look insane. They have all this buildup of like, there's this kind of weird storyline. A lot of this episode is Chloe being weird and rude and grumpy. Um, Mm -hmm. That's like very much this era is like, and it's, I'm sure it's about what was going on behind closed doors with her and Lamar, but she has no patience, no chill is a, bitch to anybody who talks to her so she is like grumping around the beach it's like beautiful sunset on santa monica beach she's like this it's like playing it up like oh i would never have come here if i knew we were on the sandy beach i thought we were going to the pier but she's like and, uh, clomping in these heels like they are bolted to her feet like she can't take off the shoes truly bride of frankenstein <laughs> just all over the beach she said she thought she was going to santa monica pier to get a hot dog and cotton candy yeah what did you think you were going to bubba gump shrimp you lie <laughs> you lie but it was like so many shots of her being like oh how do i walk on this sand and it's like by taking your fucking shoes off what are you yes. what's wrong with you like the beach no one's crazy you are crazy you look nuts and then she like clomps up to a lifeguard tower 
barely making it up. Barely, it's terrifying. She's there was teetering. a really steep incline. Teetering. I would have gone up backwards. Uh, I think. Oh, it's truly death defying. Uh, <laughs> Chris comes up to be like, "What are you doing?" And they kind of just snip at each other. And Chloe's like, "I had to get on solid ground." And then the music video is, by the way, just like happening in the background, and it's just like BG Five running into the ocean with like a bunch of strangers. I couldn't it's- even tell. So funny because Chris goes, so we don't even have to pay any of the extras. I love this. And then he goes, that that other producer guy goes, these could be your new daughters. <laughs> and they'd be nicer. Yeah. It's like you can totally see Chris being like, okay, I made all my daughters rich. They're mean. Chloe just yelled at me because she doesn't understand how to take shoes off. And <laughs> these girls, well, they're not rich yet, but they would be nice. They're frolicking, though. They are frolicking. And then we get I, a really fun end to this scene. <laughs> I loved it, Jess. I really loved it. It's really good. It's real. I feel like it was so real. Oh, absolutely. Chloe so, is driving off. Yeah. So, yeah, they go to the parking lot and Chloe's like, no, I'm late. Classic Chloe. I'm going to leave you somewhere. Very rude before Uber. So rude. Like four years before Uber started. You basically, if you drive away from someone in L.A. in 2010, they have to walk. They have to, the, no, they have to walk to the ocean and die. They have to walk to the ocean. There's no it's cabs. Dark. There's no yeah. public transportation. If you do it's not- a hope they can find a whale that's friendly in the ocean that will take them <laughs> back over to north, north of Malibu. They can maybe hop on over and take the 405. Well, I don't know if they're lucky. No, you could. You should get charged with murder back then. I think if you do that, because you have left a person with no rec- recourse. But yeah, you so- know. In the movie Clueless, I didn't realize how serious it was that that guy leaves her oh, at the gas station. Me either. Not till I moved to L.A. And you're like, mm-hmm. <gasps> the valley. And she lives in Beverly Hills. That's so that's so far to figure She's out. She's not getting there. No. She had to have sex with her bro- her stepbrother. She to, had to. Yeah. It was a there survival was no tale. other choice. It was like taken more than any other. Yes. <laughs> No way someone's driving you. You're not not sleeping with someone and having them take you that far. That's just what it is. It just is what it is. All right. Uh, so Chloe pretends to drive off and Chris runs after her, just kind of hops after her while she's fully pissing in her pants. She's crying. And you could tell she's doing because she's like, I pee, 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 I pants. It's so funny. Peeing in your pants is so funny. Oh, uh, incontinence is hard. I've peed my pants from laughing. It's 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 a mess. But I God, had a real string of peeing in my pants incidences. Inc- mm. Incidents. The hard like, part. Of, of, it was like a f- a three or four year period where I was like, God damn, I'm peeing in my pants constantly oh, from same. laughter. Same. But also, have you ever made someone pee in their pants from laughter? It is like the greatest power I've ever known in my <laughs> life. I did it once with my high school best friend outside of a um, Hollywood video. And it is like burned in my brain as like the funniest I've ever felt because it, <laughs> because it was her being like, please stop, please stop. I don't even remember what I was doing. I'm sure like, you know, like an Austin falling pa- down or something. Yeah, or like an Austin Powers <laughs> impression or whatever <laughs> was cool in like 98 but it was like I, oh, I remember being like I won't 
Gosh, every time I peed my pants, it was something like an accident had happened, like uh, to other people or myself. (laughs) It was always involved pain of some sorts that made me laugh. And that was my punishment. Oh, it's very Uh, funny. Once I was on stage doing a sketch show, me and Pam Murphy, it was a very bad sketch. I won't even give any details. It was bombing hard. Oh, that's rough. You got to see it to the end. You know, we, our coach, our director told us that it wasn't good. And we said, we can sell it. We're going to sell this. Oh no, the hubris. And he said, if you make me laugh, like in the dress rehearsal, he's like, if you make me laugh, then I'll let you put it on stage. And then we did. And then uh, I, the audience felt different. Maybe you just needed to see it four times in a row or something. <laughs> but it was so bad, so bad. And Pam Murphy and I were committing so hard. Like we, after the sketches gets the blackout, we run backstage. She's like, God, I paid my pants. <laughs> Because we were just, we were on stage. We could, we oh, actually, we couldn't commit. We tried to commit and then we started laughing because of how much the audience clearly hated it. There is like <laughs> a strange joy that you find when you are truly eating shit on stage. And and <sighs> just like for anyone who listens, Marcy and I have a lot of improv experience, but also in sketch, the difference, the heart, the biggest difference is it, you have to finish the sketch, even if you the audience, even if the audience is hating it, you cannot edit. You must finish, and it is like one of the craziest feelings you'll ever have is just having to barrel through a sketch that the audience hated. One time, I my favorite memory is I was doing one at Shabby, which is a late night sketch show where you test stuff out. We were testing out a sketch, my sketch group, and right before it's a it's a midnight show to be to be fair but it's friday it's usually pretty full but i was the sketch was not going well eating shit and right as i tee up my big line i'm like i hear from the front row in the in ucb (laughs) (laughs) like and i was on the edge of the stage and it was like they blew it in my mouth like it was like the yawn went into me which in covid times i know is a nightmare but i started like pretty much peeing my pants like I started crying <laughs> laughing because it was like cut off my line to hear somebody go <gasps> like just letting out the coziest little yawn <laughs> screaming it onto the stage into the performer's <sighs> face anyways gosh gosh those were the days when we got days. to perform in front of human beings who hated us <laughs> God, I, I literally can't remember I got booed once on stage and it, I've never felt so powerful <laughs> lifeblood it really was like one of those moments where i was like i don't care i don't fucking care i don't care that there's 30 people in the audience who all decided simultaneously they don't like what i'm saying (laughs) and then i started pot it's what gave me this courage that's why we're here baby that's why we're saying shit every sunday night that people (laughs) will surely not like i mean look you better believe i'm gonna stand on a soapbox as much as i please give oh, delivering God. my psa's passing judgment on rich people all, i don't know the, all the yeah 15 people listening we're, <laughs> we're telling you <laughs> so um so then we get it's time for a barbecue 
uh, a BBQ for BG five. How about that? That's like a a warm up. That sounds like a war a BBQ for BB BG five. A BBQ for BG five. Mason has a booger in his little button nose. Mason has a booger in his little button nose. (laughs) Yeah, there's like a weird sort of scuffle to try to get a booger between Caitlin and Chris, who are playing with Mason, who's just so sweet at this age. My God, he's so sweet. Huge eyelashes. Huge. He doesn't age for years. Until Penelope comes into the picture. Boots him out of the way. Um, <laughs> she, but yeah, they're like trying to get a booger out. And we find out that um, that there's a barbecue that she and Chris has invited the girls over to meet the family because she's deciding if she does want to manage the group. She doesn't know. And then we get like a very classic this era. I mean, all Eric Kar- Kardashian where Caitlyn and all of them start piling on basically to be like, you fucking suck. <laughs> They're what like, the fuck do you know? And they're not. It's not that the questions are wrong, but it is like it is the opposite of support. It, Caitlin's like, how much experience do you even have managing music? And Kendall's it's, like, when was the last time you listened to a song? A song. That's very funny. <laughs> Caitlin's like, you listen to Luther Vandross. <laughs> you have like, but one you know tape. what? Timeless, yes. timeless. Luther Vandross, good He's for her. Good I think for her, good for him, good Luther. For him. <laughs> good for everybody involved. <laughs> so, but well, yeah. The the part where she's like, "We got to figure out your look. What's your brand?" I was like, "Yes, yes, yes." Branding and looks. I remember this. I remember yep. this. Um, yep. but yeah, they're they're really roasting her great. And then Caitlin says another funny line. She says, "That's just what we need. More girls around here." <laughs> I miss then that. A, then just a dark stare straight down the barrel of the camera. <laughs> what secrets? What secrets hide inside? Oh, <laughs> uh, um. Then we hop to. Then it's time to make the decision, right? Yeah. She goes to the studio. What a terrible thing to do. Oh, actually, awful. They're recording in the studio. Very vulnerable. Very hard to do. You know, singing is performing is hard enough to do for an audience. But when you have to do it alone behind a piece of plexiglass while everyone's watching you and you can't hear them. Very scary. So scary. And she's like, girls, I just wanted to come see you to tell you I've got <laughs> I'm too overwhelmed. She sold it. I think the sobbing really sold that I'm she, too overwhelmed. The emotion that pours from this point on through the whole episode. A, she like, had to have been going through menopause oh my or God, something. Because this is not the Chris we know. Chris gets emotional. Oh. We've seen Chris get emotional. But this I was, it was a... It was a, I, I wasn't expecting it for some reason. I felt like it was tapping into something. Yes. Yes. Uh, and she, yeah, she's like crying, openly crying. And she's yes. like, that was really hard. I had too much going on with my girls. Uh, you know, nothing better than breaking someone else's heart while you cry about and making it all about yourself. Yes. I mean, because you can see in these these girls' eyes that they are losing it because they and that like in every scene that they've been interacting with Chris and the family, because keep in mind, this is this is the year that the Kardashians hit like to have Chris Jenner be your manager to be like over at the Kardashian Jenner house, like with Khloe Kardashian and the sisters like in the mix, like these girls are freaking out like they assume they're about to be a bunch of Kim Kardashians. 
Yes. They're like, she's wearing a fedora around us. This is big stuff, guys. <laughs> so we go back to Chris's house. We have Chris and Courtney talking. Cor- Chris is feeling incredibly guilty. She's just not sure. Yeah. She's not sure. And Courtney, for the first time in her life, is supportive. I mean, this has got to go down in in the history books. This is the most out of character, supportive, not only just supporting her as as she's being open and talking about her feelings as, as Chris is talking. But then when Chris asks if Courtney will go with her to their showcase because she feels like she should still go and support them, Courtney says yes. Yes. Shocked. Couldn't believe it. Shocked. And then as Courtney's leaving, Chris says, love you, doll. And Courtney says, you're welcome. <laughs> Not quite understanding the exchange. Love but- you, doll. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 what if when someone says love you you say of course you do of course you do oh of course you do you're welcome <laughs> for me existing uh so yeah we go to the showcase we have courtney chris and kendall sitting very stiffly in some seats i mean guys if you're not watching the episode i just need to break down for you the, this the distance between these performers and <sighs> their audience in this narrow little like showcase room is baffling i mean even in (laughs) non-covid even in non-covid times there is just not even an inch to breathe and they are doing like a full girl group like this era we forget you know like this they are dancing their faces off they are taking up so much space i i i will say though i recently watched Blackpink's documentary. Oh, on I really want to watch this. You would like it. They're adorable. And that's sort of they well, they went to a high school that was basically pumping out pop stars oh. to be in groups. Okay. It's not a high school per se, but it's a performing arts academy where they're trying to make pop stars. Like yes, they're trying wow. to like be like, what combo of talent can we put together? Wow. Like, and there's no bones about it. There's no like, we all grew up in Florida. Yeah. They truly are like, I've been here for three years and I think I finally figured out my voice. So I just need to find the right other people to come with me. Wow. But they have auditions like this, like where they're oh. like, we're going to go do, or like, it's more like in like a, a convention, not convention hall, but like a little conference room or something. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this room was just like packed in and they're doing their showcase, which I mean, I've just maybe never seen a girl group showcase. Maybe. You know what, though? Is it like the SNL auditions that we have out here? Oh, maybe. It's just so lit. You know, it was just like a big like lit room. But it's Chris's. Chris feels awkward because she's turned them down and now here she is. But she just really wanted to support them. And it's her first time seeing them perform live. And they're, you know. I guess really impressing her. And meanwhile, I, they keep I, cutting to Courtney's face watching. And I, <laughs> I mean, I know he just said she was being supportive. Not if you're BG five, she couldn't, she couldn't keep it. She supports her mom. She supports her mom. You know, it is very funny. Uh, nothing struck me as like so awful about them, but no, no, it, I actually it's didn't not think memorable. So. No, yeah. I think they're, they're, they're distinctly not bad. And it's like, but, and the song is like total. The song is like, seems like the score, the chorus was scratch. Like it was like, they kept just, oh. I couldn't really f- understand the lyrics, but then it was like, and then you scratch, da, 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 scratch. And I'm doing like, cats. Yeah, it was, a, it was a cat song. 
But, you know, I, it was very like non-memorable. It wasn't memorable, yeah. right? Yeah. And I was like, maybe this is because she hasn't seen any music in a long time and she thinks this is really good. Yeah. Because if you're starved yes. for a live performance, Blue so, like the, it's like the theater. Like when you go to the theater and you watch someone act, you're like, God, they're amazing. But really, it's embarrassing what they're doing. Well, it's funny. <laughs> for make-believe in them. <laughs> it'll probably be us af you know, after quarantine, any live thing we see. They're <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> like... Give them I, an award. There's... Are you kidding? This morning watching that body positive seal, I literally cried <laughs> laughing. Oh, in the puppet, he's a, the puppet show. He's a seal that doesn't mind if you don't think he looks great because <laughs> somebody thinks he's beautiful. It was so moving. I laughed so hard Jess I was truly like when I said I'm crying I was actually crying I'm like almost well, want to pull up because he also I, had like this voice that was like well I'm the seal wait Who I, can, nobody I can, does. do you want to yeah. hear it yes it got me, Jess. It really Simply got me. gorgeous to be. <laughs> it's so cute. Who's to say you look funny to you? <laughs> you guys, and what we're talking about is a marionette of a little seal in a fancy collar. A tiny little seal with like a dress collar on. But got I was it. like, this is the best thing I've seen. Oh, ever. I was like, by the way, guys, this was at 9 a.m. So this was like waking up and watching a little live show. And I was I was having the same thing where I was like, it might as well have been us at Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> like It was like, ah! happy to be sitting, but enjoying the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God, it was well, good. So we have Chris. She starts crying and Kendall starts laughing at her. <laughs> These daughters. Kendall's like, I'm trying to not laugh. I'm sorry. I can't stop. Uh, she just like, I didn't realize I would have been this way. It's so, it's so intense. She so she basically has the epiphany that she feels like she made the wrong choice. And she feels bad that she's not a part of that, she says. Um, and so we learn Chris changed her mind. Yes. But not in the way you might think. Chris has decided to co-manage. Uh, so that's what she was always going to do. What are you talking about? I thought that's what she said at the end was that instead of, I thought the whole thing was that she was going uh, to take them on completely herself. And so at the end she decided to co-manage. Oh, I thought Kenny Kenneth was always their manager. That's why he was at their house with them. He yeah, was, but I thought, and, well, oh. maybe I just, uh, you would probably, because I, I definitely was not watching closely enough, but I thought her big announcement at the end was that she was going to co-manage. Oh, maybe that's, I because I thought it was funny because she's like, I do want to manage you, and Kenny's like, I don't really care. <laughs> well, I like it better that she becomes their full manager than a, yes. so let's take that storyline and say my note is wrong, because I no, like No, no, you're right about the co-manager. I just think that was always the plan that she was going to co-manage. No matter what, she's going to, she's going to be a part of managing them, I guess. Yes, yeah, yes. Okay, okay. Uh, for a couple of years, then she's going to leave. And based on the fact none of us have heard a damn thing about them, and she was these are the most famous people on planet earth at this time. She did a bad job. So yes, yes. She, there are a few things that she just couldn't handle. And that's one of them.
them. Also, hair products. Couldn't do hair products back then. No, not at all. They really fucked up. (laughs) Shocking that they couldn't do hair products. Oh, that's right. That they had their hairline. Yeah. Right? And they they had such... There was like... I remember there was the credit card that they got in trouble for. Um, It's very funny if you think of it now, though, that their hair products didn't take off and they're like, fuck it. We'll just use fake hair for the rest of our lives. (laughs) And we'll just empower all of our hairstylists to become rich by default with us and then we don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not... We're not selling a straining iron. It's fine. So the last scene of the episode is they're at Chris's house. Um, They... And they buy... Chris depends because she peed on herself and everyone is chanting diaper diaper <laughs> diaper and she's like no not putting on a diaper and then Chloe they didn't this should have been a bigger scene yes they Before added this, like it. a button and it's like one of the craziest most psychotic scenes in the whole show ever Chloe cuts her pants off with a knife like she's an EMS person literally her like leggings are shredded as she like they're like they are thrown the diaper on her in the bathroom chased her into the bathroom thrown this diaper on her and then cut her leggings why i'm not exactly sure to just make it look more like she was wearing a diaper i think to force her to put the diaper on oh my god like if you don't have pants if you're nude you have to wear the (laughs) diaper i hated it but i loved it I, w- I wanted more of it i couldn't believe we only got the one little snip of the snippin. it's so fitting that like the moment this woman like you see the the pendulum swing you know she carves out a little more power for herself a little more money and that family circles up right quick to be like look bitch you know your place and it's they throw so- a diaper on her on national television and cut her pants off it's so funny, though, because they actually would not have anything. No, that's why they're so indebted to her. So they have to belittle her publicly on camera to be like, no, we own you. And it's like, no, she owns you. Anyways, yes, this family's she sold all of your souls, guys. None of you are going to heaven. The devil has you for eternity. <laughs> you blew it. She never even let you know. You're not knowing till it's too late, guys. By being born, you signed the contract. <laughs> all right. So let's skip back to our other storyline. Yep. We opened up at Maggiano's. I was oh. thrilled to see family style restaurant. Oh, what a dream. What a dream. Yeah, we have Ky- we have Kylie, Malika. It's the whole game. Gang, uh, Rob, Chloe, Kim, Kendall, Chris. They're all out eating together, having a big old family style meal. Did you see Kylie hanging on Rob coming in? Yeah. Very weird. She's like hanging all over Rob, and then she's like, I want to sit by you. And Malika's like, No, I'm sitting. Malika totally cock blocks. Yes. Kylie, yes. which is good. Yeah. It's good. It's for yeah. the best, honestly. Yeah. Looking out for her. But it's so, it, this was bizarre, the behavior between them. All this whole scene is bizarre. I'm assuming it's just staged a lot, but yeah, we like, there's a lot of like, it's a lot of like sexual energy of young people like flying around a table. Um, And then we have like, you know, Malika and Rob, we've known that they have like a flirtation. We've seen it in Mm -hmm. other episodes, Uh, but then we start talking about Chloe's talking about how they have this weird sexual energy. Malika's feeding Rob his food and yeah like they are being like openly flirtatious and touchy feely and stuff 
Yes, and Chloe is making fun of them. She's like, did you hear that Rob and Malik are obsessed with each other? It's disgusting. It's very weird because it all just looks like jealousy. Yes. It's a, it's a very strange setup that, like, Chloe is jealous or has takes an issue with, like, the Malika and Rob flirtation. And they see it basically as being rude and making fun of them. And at the table in front of her mom, she keeps making jokes like that and being like, they get naked together, by the way. Yes. And Rob says, you know, I would never date Malika because she's Chloe's best friend and personal assistant. <laughs> yes. You... This town does not run unless you have a best friend as a personal assistant. Um, I've done it before for friends. I get it. So it's got to happen. So, yeah, everyone's making fun or Chloe's making fun. And Rob's like, Kendall, make Chloe stop. And Chloe's like, if you touch my face, I'll beat you. Oh, my God. Like, That's a child. She, she, you know, when Chloe goes to jail, she belongs there at this point. <laughs> And also relax, Chloe. You're going to have a new head soon. <laughs> yes. Don't worry. Your new chin's coming. Um, okay. So we're at Chloe's house with Chloe and Malika. No, not Chloe and Malika. We have uh, Malika and Rob are talking yes. about. They devise a plan to make it seem like they're going to be dating. And she's going to be so disgusted by that. It's such a weird. So weird. This is the weirdest storyline that because this is like a world where you can't and I understand they need to make television but you can't ever talk to people about the way they make you feel so you have to devise strange ways to make them understand emotions so it's like yeah they're mad at Chloe and embarrassed so then I know we'll have we'll make out a bunch in front of her and it's like or do you guys want to make out because that's yes, okay just do that like you're you actually weren't just pretending to date you. The next scene at Chloe and Lamar's Malika comes to pick Rob up for a date. For so a like, date. It's a real date. And I love what they said in this scene. This, it made me laugh. This is a very funny line. Do you want to play Malika and I'll play Rob? Yeah. Okay. They're okay. leaving for dinner and Malika says, he, Rob comes out. He's all dressed and uh, nicely dressed. And she says, Ooh, I love a man in black. Rob gives her a hug and says, I love a woman who is black. <laughs> well done. Well you know, done, both of them. It's very funny because sometimes, I don't know, I'm maybe going deaf, but I've been watching a lot of things with the captions on, so I don't miss oh, anything. Oh, yeah, I do that too. I, I take a lot of notes, so I have, like, it's good to see it, like, on screen a little longer. And they left out his line <gasps> in the closed captioning. Oh, because it's weird. They're it's right. Weird. It is a weird. It's, it wouldn't be on the, a 2020 version of and the show. And I love a woman who, who is, is black. black. <laughs> okay, Rob. So we cut to later. Lamar and Lo <laughs> Chloe are hanging out. And can't believe that Rob and Malika. Wait, Lamar and Chloe, right? Yeah, Lamar, Lamar and Chloe. Yeah, yeah. Rob and Malika are still on their date. <laughs> Mark comes in looking for Rob. He's like, Where, where's, where's Rob at? She's like, you want to? You want to play video games with him, don't you? She's like, yeah, or stay with my wife. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the other thing. Either one. I either play with your brother or I play with you. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but then we, we see Chloe is not 
please. She's like, it's been three hours. And she says, that's incest. (laughs) Lamar says the grossest things in this scene. He says, and I quote, I could see her giving him a little tug. Oh, Lamar. Then later he's like, She's probably going to give him a little head. <laughs> just like, just a little though. Just a smidge. A little tug, a little head. Just a little. Just a little. It's so <laughs> rough. It's a really <laughs> rough one. And then it, Malika, she calls Malika, right? Or Malika calls her? Yes. And yes, this yes. made me laugh because it's like an office phone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a full like conference line phone. <laughs> it's like they've, they're laying in bed. Lamar has no shirt on and they're taking like a conference call. Um, and Malika says she wants to go on another date. And yes, she's it's basically game on. And Lamar is happy about it. Everybody's happy about it except Chloe. Oh, Not happy. We have. The next scene happens at work in the office. Mm-hmm. Malika and Chloe should be doing business, business, business. And Rob <laughs> comes in shirtless and then kisses Malika on the cheek. And then a very curious thing goes right under the radar where Rob says, I almost slipped because Lamar spilled tea last night. And Chloe goes, yeah, he made me tea. What? what the fuck is tea that's weird it's very much a it's not about the pasta yes from because tea would have dried overnight yes yeah yeah what an odd exchange i almost slipped because lamar spilled tea Tea last night last night chloe gets a very strange look on her face yeah he made me tea what a weird what oh this was the beginning of such a like weird era you can feel it. Yes. Yeah. But I, I, I really can't figure out what this was about. Me either. I don't know. Maybe I need to take the slipped part out of it. Yeah. I, I can't, can't, can't do it. Can't I do it. I don't have Because it. this is, this is how they were doing drugs together. Yeah. I think is what a lot of this is. That tends to be the unconfirmed narrative from this. Mm-hmm. What, what was, ha- what began. We don't know timeline wise if that's what's happening right now during this period that Chloe Lamar and Rob all live together. This is what ends up leading to Rob's seclusion and a lot yeah. of all the stuff. So yeah, it does. It is, it is worth like trying to grab these little clues because Did you think it was weird or I missed it. I totally okay. missed it. Yeah. I didn't hear it. Right. So I don't know. I was just like, that's weird. Right. That's but you, but thing. in you repeating it, that's a very weird exchange for sure. Um, so Chloe's asking Rob or asking Malika if she actually likes Rob. And she's like, of course I like Rob. He's a great kisser. Mm. She's like, well, did you have sex? He's like, well, he looks great naked. <laughs> Such a funny little way to get around and not lie. He I won't say, great. but he looks great naked. I did give him a little tug. A tug. Uh, and then we get this. Uh, they're at they're in the movie theater that is inside of Chloe and Lamar's mansion. Honestly, um, the only way to live these days. If uh, you don't have a screening room, what how dr- are you watching movies? What a dream. These these screening rooms. Oh my God. Rich people. Uh look so nice. So they're they're so Chloe and Lamar are kind of you know, cozied up watching, and then Malika and Rob are a couple row couple rows in front, and they <laughs> are given a show. Yes, they they're are like two teenagers at the multiplex. This is not acting at this point. This is actually fooling around. Yes. 
and they're giggling and Lamar's like, you should really tongue her down. <laughs> and Malika says, I was just kissing him. I was like, what is this? Did we just get like a grab bag of lines to say in this scene? <laughs> and they're not like, the sequence that they should be going in. They're like fully pulling the blanket over their heads. Uh, Rob says, I think my penis got a little hard at it's a certain so point. And Lamar goes, that's crazy. <laughs> he goes, that's crazy. That kid's funny. <laughs> he loves Rob. He, he loves, loves Rob. Rob. He and loves- Rob is putting on for Lamar. Rob loves nothing more than to have a bro around to kind of humiliate a woman with. <laughs> yes. And that is exactly the dynamic that they, but they luckily, thrive at. You cannot humiliate Malika. She's unhumiliatable. No. She doesn't care. She's no. like, I don't care. You're OT Genesis hooking up with girls, d- sliding into DMs. She's like, come, I don't care. Mm-mm, that's how. Don't that- slide into my DMs about him sliding into your DMs. You I'm Malika. You don't stay Khloe Kardashian's best friend through this arc of a life by giving a shit, you know? Yeah, by letting, by sweating shit. No. No. Um, so then we are the next scene. We're at Chloe's house. Malika and Rob enter Chloe's bedroom. They're very serious. This is like, so oh. funny. But wait, before they go in, they're like, should we say we're going to have a baby or move in together? She's like, yes, <laughs> you do it. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> you do it. They tell so, her. Oh yeah. yeah go ahead. They, so they tell her they want to move in together. You know, the normal timeline. <laughs> After two dates. Honestly, in this family, not weird. Not weird, actually, at all. Not weird at all. And then he says, I'm in love with her. What a... What? That's not... No. Not, not, no, come this on, is like a, That's why this storyline is so weird, is that we know that they do have a flirtation. That's the root of the whole thing, is that they clearly are attracted to each other. And then, then suddenly we've heightened to like, we love each other and we're moving in. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. And then they're like, it's a joke. Joke's on you. Obviously a joke. Duh. Who, this has never been anything that's been more joked about ever. Like just making out in front of you. Clearly a joke. Stupid. You're so stupid. God, everyone could see it. When we were fingering each other, that was funny. That was funny fingers. The way Rob goes. This is how fake this came out. He goes, ha, 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 to Chloe. Joke's on you, chick. <laughs> <laughs> and then she attacks him. She grabs him by the ear and she makes him say he's sorry. Then they're wrestling on the ground and he screams that she's a bitch as they. Uh, I was like, this is crazy. It's so physical. It's uh, this was the era that this is how this family. They just like picked each other up and threw each other around. He's the way he screamed bitch was an act of violence on top of the uh, actual violence, too. Oh, my God. It's the craziest scene. Rob leaves the room after he kisses Malika on the lips. It's yeah, leaves after the big like a as if it's like a to be continued. <laughs> like Oh my god. And that's it. That's the end of that wacky prank. I will say that I have definitely been in situations with people where there's clearly something brewing between us, but we have to joke about it instead of acting on it, but the joking looks a whole lot like uh lots of physical touching. 
Yes. That's why it feels like a very young thing, you know? Like, I think in your teens and 20s, it's like this idea of like, yeah, right. Ew. Yeah, we yeah. should totally make them think that. Ew. Yeah, in my teens and 20s, that's when it happens <laughs> when I was young. Or 30s. So. Or 40s or 50s. Or late 30s. No, I haven't been around a human man in so many, in years, honestly. Honestly, great for you. <laughs> been a real it's been easy it's been nice um but that's it right that's that's, it. that's all that's we the, got that's all she wrote that is it um we release new episodes every monday check out our website cardition.com subscribe on apple Podcasts, please rate and review it helps other people find us check out our twitter and our instagram and like our facebook page email us at cardition.it at gmail.com thanks so much for listening to cardition it bye, bye.